Hi there. Today you're listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Join me as I share some practical applications of the fruit of the Spirit. Here is where you can learn tools to cultivate things like love when you find your son sitting in paint, joy while cleaning up the paint, and peace in more areas besides just hiding in the bathroom. Yes, it is possible to love God, love others, and enjoy it. Hello and welcome to episode 25, Self-Control, Self-Discipline of Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm super excited to share this podcast with you today because it's something that has been mulling over in my mind and I've been wrestling with for quite a while and I'm excited to share with you some things that I've gotten from scripture as well as some challenges in my own life where I've seen God change my heart in some of the some of the areas that we're going to talk about today. But before I get into today's episode, I just want to give a little shout out to last week's episode, episode 24, all about the new year and recalibration and how self-control plays a part in that. Listen, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, even if you're not a big goal setter, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. It's actually, if you are a goal setter, it is especially important. And if you aren't a goal setter, it's especially important. This this the last week's episode will give you a great starting place for this new year. And honestly, it's a great episode to listen to when you need a refresher on wait, where am I going and what am I doing and how does it all happen and Am I really headed in the right direction? All of those kinds of questions, that episode is the one for you. So I'm just giving you a little encouragement to go back and listen to that. Today, however, we have a little bit different topic, all about the self-discipline of the spirit, soul, and body. In 1 Peter 5, 6 through 9, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Be firm in your faith knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. This, these verses are encouraging to me, especially in the area of developing self-control, which is also a fruit of the Holy Spirit and something that we want to cultivate in our lives. And in relationship to that, I just want you to notice all of the action that's required in that verse. These are things that Peter is commanding to other believers. He talks about being humble. Humble yourself. Cast your anxieties. Be sober-minded and watchful. Resist the devil. Be firm in your faith. All of those are actions that we take. 
And at different times in our lives, it's important to take different action, isn't it? Today, we're going to talk about several different areas of action that we take as believers that build a self-discipline into our lives on a regular basis, three different areas. In fact, today I'm going to discuss and hopefully answer kind of a hot question in the Christian culture. Here it is. Is it better to be sitting at the feet of Jesus simply depending on him, or is it better to focus on serving others in a sacrificial Or is it better to prioritize self-care, self-discipline, exercise, health, and bodily excellence? I know that we have the example of Mary and Martha working around and Mary goes and sits at the feet of Jesus and Jesus says, Mary has chosen the better thing. So right off the bat, I'll just go out and say the Sunday school answer is, oh, we sit at the feet of Jesus. And I'm not knocking that. I Obviously, that's what God said, and so we say, yes, sitting at the feet of Jesus is better than scurrying around trying to get it all done. But I'd like to look at these three areas a little differently today, because I think this question creates quite a stir in the Christian world. There's plenty of people who see the value of sitting at the feet of Jesus and cry out for more dedication to that activity. But there's also plenty of people in the world that see the great needs of society and um, people around us and cry out for people to serve, to lay down their lives for their neighbors, to go out and be sacrificial in how we show up for others. And additionally, there are also plenty of people promoting that the way to achieve peace in your life And the way to be able to serve God well is to first prioritize your own health above other things or doing that so that you can serve well or sit at the feet of Jesus well. And we see positive results from all of these areas in other people's lives, don't we? Or maybe you see positive results in your own life. Let me just ask you, where do you see results from each of these pursuits, from sitting at the feet of Jesus, from serving from a sacrificial place, from taking good care of yourself? You know, one of the one of my favorite times I remember as a time when I sat at the feet of Jesus, I remember I was on this rare trip to Hawaii for an entire week. Um, The way I got on that trip is a whole is a story for another day, but I did have seven children. I did leave them all with Brandon. I did go to Hawaii. It was a little bit business related, but I went to Maui for a week by myself. (laughs) Um, And while I did have some business things to take care of, it was at this luxurious resort. And I spent numerous hours reading my Bible and praying and journaling and listening In an unexpected turn of events, I ended up with my own room and instead of a roommate. And as a result, my mind was freed from the daily distractions, not only of just socializing with other people, but also my family. I actually gave my phone to someone else for the week and didn't even have it in my room. And I was able to sit and listen for God. It was such a rich time. 
And he spoke to me in quiet ways and in exciting ways. I tell you, sitting at the feet of Jesus is a precious opportunity to acknowledge who he is and the power that he has over everything. Now, this is an extreme example of being able to get away and sit at the feet of Jesus. But this is an opportunity that we have every day to, in little ways, sit at the feet of Jesus, to start our day with him, to end our day with him, to take time out, that it's more important to take time and acknowledge his provision for us than it is to actually eat the food that we sit down to at a meal, things like that. Those are precious times sitting at the feet of Jesus and so many more. What about serving others? Do you have a time when you have, when you can remember it being a delightful experience to serve others from a place of sacrifice or maybe it took more time than you were anticipating or hard work, but can you remember a time when it was really joyful? I've had some of my favorite moments serving others. At the Bible school where Brandon and I worked for years, I was frequently involved in food service. And quite often, instead of just, you know, serving lunch or dinner or whatever, the people I was feeding, I decided that something decadent or beautiful was required. In spite of the current resources available, I tell you, there's nothing quite like the joy and fun of creating beauty, serving food to others, and watching them be delighted by it, surprising people by something unexpected. I think God does that for us so often that we'll pray for something and he provides in a way that is above and beyond what we ever dreamed of. And so some of my favorite times serving food, actually almost yearly, or that I would make a graduation cake for the students that graduated that year. Most of those cakes were rather unreasonable in their construction. And I actually have a album on my Facebook page, Mary Aldrich. If you're my friend, if you're not, go ahead and friend me. But there's an album there. If you go get curious about the cakes, you can go and see some of the ones that I did. This was not any cake from the grocery store. This is like cake boss cake. (laughs) I did a mountain with a glowing cave of treasure inside. I did a path up to golden gates with trees lining the way and electric lights incorporated into the cake to guide footsteps. I did a tilted cake with handcrafted edible orchids and irises and daisies and so many more. Other times with related to food service, our family had the opportunity to cater a meal from anywhere from 100 to 200 people after a funeral. There's something that is wholesomely satisfying about feeding grieving hearts, supporting families by minimizing their concerns about basic necessities of like meals is, is a blessing to me when I am busy serving. I love it. Nothing can beat the pleasure though of serving as a family and watching them all cook together in the kitchen all the way down to the smallest in the family. I tell you the joy over family teamwork is addictive. And if you have not cultivated a spirit of teamwork in your family, I encourage you to look for projects that you can do service projects that you can do outside of your family for others 
that you can all work together on. Look for ways to incorporate even the youngest in your families. It doesn't have to be um, a big catered event for 200 people. It can just be, hey, a neighbor down the road needs dinner. And so everybody in the family is going to pitch in and help with that. I could list countless ways, though, of ways that I've served over the years, meeting needs, spreading joy, loving others. It's the Martha job, but it's also a way that we serve Jesus by serving others. And it's wonderful. It's genuinely wonderful. And then, of course, there's taking care of me, the self-care, my health, my sleep, my exercise, the food choices, daily routines, my space and keeping it clean and uncluttered. All the things that when they're done, I find myself better able to respond to others. When I get eight hours of sleep, it is infinitely easier to control my temper than when I've only had two. How many of you know this? This is not rocket science. Isn't that an important aspect of loving God and loving others? When I exercise and keep up my energy level, I'm much more willing to say yes to active things my family wants to do together. When I'm responsible to eat what nourishes my body best, I'm primed with a clear mind and stable blood sugar to ensure the length of the day and endure all of it. Isn't that maintenance also important? Those priorities, that most crucial of self-discipline, if I'm not putting myself in a state to be able to serve the Lord, what am I doing? Am I stewarding that well? You know, I think we all have one of these categories that we gravitate towards first, whether it's sitting at the feet of Jesus or serving or self-care. The truth is, though, that they are all important and it's necessary to keep them in balance. And what I want to talk about is that there are ditches to fall into with each one. And I want to tell you about those ditches so that we can avoid them. Self-discipline is staying on the road and out of the ditches, regardless of the road you're on. So let's look at how each of these has a ditch, how we can avoid them, And I'm going to tell you here, the key is all about motivation. Okay, so motivation. What is the motivation behind why you're choosing one or the other? When we're motivated by the choice to surrender to him, and that draws us to focus on Jesus and his goodness, then sitting at the feet of Jesus and choosing to disciple ourselves towards spiritual health is profitable. However, when we are motivated by fear of the unknown and uncontrollable, so that we want to escape from action, then we can call it sitting at the feet of Jesus because that sounds good, but it's actually resistance to stepping out in faith. Have you ever done that? Have you ever decided that the next thing you probably needed to do is pray more and listen to God longer. And really the reason you're doing it is because you're trying to squirm out of taking some scary action. I know I have. So in order to check in on this discipline, we can ask ourselves, am I praying and connecting with Jesus in order to surrender my life to him and listen for his voice as to how I'm to proceed next? Or 
Am I praying and connecting with Jesus in hopes that the problem will be solved without me needing to take any uncomfortable steps? When we get right down to the bottom of it, it's about a motivation of surrender. This acknowledgement that Jesus is Lord and that whatever he calls us to, we will obey. Whether it's sitting at his feet or going out and doing the next thing. Similarly, serving can also have its own ditch when we are serving from a motivation of surrender to God's call on our lives, even when it's difficult, then service for God and choosing to discipline ourselves towards sacrifice is a joyful and rewarding. However, if we're motivated by fear of the unknown and uncontrollable in order to escape from change, then while we may call that service, It's actually resistance to change, even change that God may be calling for. And I have experienced this myself as well. You know, I can look at it as, for instance, it's a service to eat the cake that someone else made because I don't want to hurt their feelings that they made it for me. Or my children who bake cookies and say, look, mom, I baked these cookies for you. It's a service to eat them. And yet at the same time, if God's calling me to discipline myself around the area of sweets and sugar, and he's convicted me in the area of gluttony or self-indulgence, then that's actually not service to others or sacrifice. That's actually resistance to the changes he's trying to make in my life. It takes courage and it takes self-discipline to say no. And similarly with volunteer positions or things, maybe you've been in a position for a really long time and everybody's familiar with you doing that job, but you're feeling called to let that go. Or you're feeling called like maybe somebody else is supposed to be doing that job for you or instead of you. And yet, if you walk away, you don't really know, is somebody going to fill the position or is it just going to fall by the wayside or or is it going to end up looking completely different? Or maybe you built something up in the position that you're in or volunteering for and you see that along the way, if you step out of that role, it's likely to all fall apart and go back to or maybe even less efficient and less effective than it was before. That is not continuing to stay in that position in a volunteer position like that, whether it be with church or community or things like that. That is not a service of sacrifice to the Lord. That is being fearful and choosing to call it service. Does that make sense? There's not a motivation of surrender. There's a motivation of fear. And so that's the ditch. We want to look out for that motivation of fear being the driver behind what we're doing. All right. So so the, finally, we have um, a way to check on this discipline and ask, am I serving because God this laid this on my heart or am I serving because I'm afraid of what might happen if I don't? That fear of the unknown. That's the question you can ask for that one. All right, so let's move on to the self-care and prioritizing good health choices. That requires an equal amount of balance just like the other two that we've discussed. When we're taking care of our body, health, diet, exercise, time alone, 
from a motivation of surrender to God, acknowledging that he is on the throne, then our self-care becomes an act of good stewardship of the resources God has given us. However, if we're motivated by pride and the idea that nothing can progress unless we are in alignment and perfect first, then while we might call it self-care, it's actually pride, idolatry of man, and possibly fear of man that's at play. And I have experienced this also, thinking that it's up to me. And so doing things to take care of my body from a place of it's so up to me that I've got to have it all together, that is not going to bring about joy. And it's not going to bring about satisfaction either. You can check in with your motives by asking, is my conscience clear before God about how I am stewarding my physical body and mind? You know, in the verse I read at the beginning, I find the instructions that Peter gives intriguing. First, he urges us believers to humble ourselves before God. This reminds me of the ultimate position of surrender. Sitting at the feet of Jesus in surrender, serving from a place of surrender, or even taking care of ourselves from a place of surrender. Honoring our dependence on God, surrendering and acknowledging his power and his ability to care for things, trusting him in his grace and wisdom, and listening to his commands. Secondly, in the, in the seventh verse, he encourages us to cast our anxieties on him. How often is our service more from the fear of what will happen to others, fear of what will be thought of, fear of letting go of a longstanding commitment? I tell you, if those are the, the issues, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He cares about the things that you're doing. He cares about the work that you're doing. He cares about what you care about. Acknowledge his power over every situation and only fight the battles he calls us to fight. And if you think there aren't severe penalties for going out and fighting battles that he hasn't called you to fight, I encourage you to go back and look at the stories in the Old Testament in in 1st and 2nd Samuel and 1st and 2nd Kings of the kings who decided to go out and fight the battle anyway that wasn't theirs to fight. I tell you, they don't have a very good track record of success when they're off fighting battles that God said no to. So it's important to be in service from a place of surrender and from a place of believing that he's in charge of taking care of everybody and all of the agendas that are in the universe. That's his job. Our job is to serve where he calls us to clearly and leave the rest alone. And so finally in verse eight, he commands us to be sober minded and watchful. When we aren't, the devil has an easy target. And to me, this includes care for our physical bodies. What helps you have the most clear mind on a daily basis? A healthy mind and body, taking care and stewarding the life he has given you well, I'm much more equipped to resist the devil when I am going to bed on time and well-rested instead of scrolling social media or binge-watching movies late into the night. And I make better decisions when my blood sugar is stable. 
I have more energy to say yes to what God calls me to do when I'm conditioning my muscles. So back to the original question, which by now you probably realize is a little bit of a trick. Which is more important, sitting at the feet of Jesus, service and sacrifice, or self-care? Well, the answer is that they are all important when they come from a place of surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And in fact, they cause us to trust him both in word and in action. So before we wrap this up, what is your natural tendency? We all kind of default into one of these areas. Where are you most likely to get out of balance? Don't focus on the one you have a tendency to do the best. Let's do a little stretching. I know I tend to resist, for instance, the sitting at Jesus' feet. I think, ah, it doesn't get actually anything done. (laughs) And so that's the one I'm zooming in on this month for self-discipline. I, by faith, surrender all my plans to him and choose to gaze at his face and listen to his voice first which keeps him on the throne and me as his servant and not the other way around. So what one next thing are you called to work on this week? You know, you can always write and tell me what you're thinking about and what you're challenging yourself to do at Mary at MaryAldrichCoaching.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're finding this a blessing in your life, I'd love to hear your stories of how you've put this into practice. Or you can leave a comment directly on the podcast page. Simply visit fruitpursuitpodcast.com and click the link for this episode, which is self-control, the self-discipline of spirit, soul, and body. And let me know how this is impacting your life. And finally, that's all for this week. I hope you're having a happy new year. Have a great day. Loving God, loving others, and enjoying it. You've been listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. To hear more great ways of growing your mindset in the fruit of the Spirit, please subscribe. You can listen to other episodes and find additional resources at fruitpursuitpodcast.com. To learn more about Mary Aldrich and the coaching work she is so passionate about, visit maryaldrichcoaching.com. And by the way, what one next step are you taking today?